Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. nice to have you back i'd say it's nice to be back but i'm tired i've got a poorly baby and we've been up where i've been up like 18 hours at this point so i say i say i've been up liv's been up but she was in the room with me so i feel like i've been up as well um but you know i know it's good to be back we can talk football um yeah and and league two without anyone talking about stevenage yes always (laughs) um and do you know the beautiful thing, and I said this on Saturday, I'm going to start the show off with it, Hannah, Bradford and Stockport scored a collective 10 goals between them. What an achievement. I, I mean, you did say that, but we scored 80% of them. Yeah, Bradford and Stockport scored 10 goals mm. between them, and what, a, what an achievement that is. Yeah. That's a phenomenal um, joint effort, yeah. uh, a 50-50 split joint effort. I mean, look, to be fair, we'd have scored eight if we were playing bottom of the league, but um, you know, we had we had a harder opposition to come up against. So. Haven't you played Sutton already? Yeah, I think we lost. You did. <laughs> yeah, but we weren't top of the league at that point. So oh right, is that what um, is that what happened? Collectively, ten goals between us, non conceded. What a weekend! Um, beautiful. I, I, so beautiful. I, I'm yeah. I mean, I should have been prepared with a witty comeback for this because I knew it was coming, um, but. No, I have never seen eight goals in a game before. Stockport County haven't seen. Well, so our our biggest win was 13-0 against Halifax 89 years ago. I got for a Halifax in the bus. What? I got for a Halifax, my old town in the bus. Why is it dragging money yeah. for? Yeah. Um, 13-0. Uh, so and it's the biggest win in League Two since 1998. When oh, you see, we're jumping ahead. Got so, like so many wonderful. I needed stats. to catch you off guard though early. Uh, Peterborough beat Barnet nine-one. Um, and honestly, I would have gone back to find the biggest clean sheet. Um, but by that point, I'd scrolled through 25 years of yeah. league two records, so um, the shine had kind of gone off it a little bit. If I'm being yeah, honest, it loses its appeal, does the league, when you go back that far into the dark, dark days. Um, but it was a good, like on the podcast last week that you you weren't on. Yeah. Um, we talked about how there weren't really that many exciting games, and I don't think there were any like massive surprises no. in terms of 
the the outcome. And there's some interesting scorelines, obviously. Um, if we had a Morecambe fan, we would have said we'd, we'd scored 13 goals collectively. 15? Oh, yeah. What? No, we're not. No, you're not included in this. You can't bring your... We don't need no, no, your... No, no, you need me included to make it to 10, and then you've got to add Morecambe to get it to 15. Hannah, come on. Don't discount. Don't discount the Bantams now. Uh, it's been a it's been a big weekend, and yesterday it was the uh, Stockport County Genius Supporters Club Christmas party. Um, and until you've seen Nick Powell and Kyle Noyle fighting in a game of you know you pass the balloon over your head and and under, yeah. um, a small child got actually taken out. And at one point, I thought this is going to be Nick Nick Powell's season-ending injury right here. It's whatever time it was on a Sunday afternoon in the eighteen eighty three. Could have you could have winged it, twisted it a little bit. Nick Powell got a season-ending injury on the weekend that stopped Port One Eight Nil. Could have made it look so much better. Um, yeah. Well, have you all not had that Christmas party yet? I don't know. We've got we've got one tomorrow, right? Um, but I don't know if the, the players weren't one hundred percent sure if they were going to that one or not. But as far as like their no, because there was the rumor that it was their last. When your game got called off, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, that that sounds about right. But then there's been no social media stuff about it. No, but there wouldn't be anyway. Would there? The only reason we oh, know it was the one was because Kate Challoner put it on Twitter saying, "Yeah, it was the Christmas party. It could have been her work Christmas party, I suppose." No, um, but Brad, Brad. Every time Bradford have one, there's always players putting on Snapchat stories as they oh, end up really? in karaoke bars at two in the morning. Oh, I'm too old for Snapchat. I'm too old for karaoke. <laughs> no one's ever too old for karaoke. I am only too sober. No, I'm too everything. Just too, too <laughs> just, just not. It's not happening. I don't do karaoke. Um, I put other people up for karaoke. I like to do that every night. I go oh. to a, I sign someone up to do Earth Song by Michael Jackson because <laughs> it goes on for like twelve minutes, and like just when they think the song's finished, a drum hits. Another wow. <laughs> like, oh, what about elephants? What shouts just objects? <laughs> what you reading? And like you just don't know what's going to end. Um, so yeah, that's always a good go-to. Um, that and tequila, which is just three minutes of standing there, just going. Do, 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 do. No, oh, no, no, not that one. I think we've do, had this conversation do, do. before. I always think it's the terror of terror no, television. Yeah. Bradford's finest. Uh, Bradford's finest television. Really? Yeah. They're American. Don't know why. No, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they were from Bradford. Um, I'm going to check yeah. now, but I'm sure yeah, they you are. That while I reminisce about. Yeah, Terrorvision. Terrorvision, an English yeah. rock band formed in 1987. To, 1987 as the Spoilt Brats in Keighley, West Yorkshire, which is part of Bradford. Wow. Mm. Who'd have thought? Tequila. It makes me happy. No. Well, what else have we done? What else has happened in League Two? It's There's been a crazy day. Happened in League Two today, and this is why we don't do the podcast on the Sunday. No, because we miss it. Um. So there's loads. We can get. We can do two ways. We can go news and then inter games or games and news that kind of spins off from those games. Which way do you want to go? Should we do games? Spin off in the news. Yeah. Right. I shall start. You can start. Once upon a time, um, Crawley played Mansfield. And this was one of those games where there could have been an upset. Crawley have been kind of inconsistent, but occasionally stunningly good. Mm -hmm. Um but it wasn't to be. Uh, it was Mansfield three, Crawley one. Um, Dan and Lewalsi got that. It was uh, Crawley's penalty in the first half, but then the other goals were. Um, I, I think it was one all at half time, and then and then two in the second half from um, Keila Dunn and Maris. Um, Crawley though had, and, and this is kind of common with some of the games that I've looked at. Crawley had more possession, so 60% of possession, but Mansfield with a lot more shots on target. So you've got, and this is why it's not, it's not in any way an upset or kind of unsurprising, 
11th in the form table against fourth. So Mansfield are back to their winning ways. They've had the loss against Swindon, then they had a draw, and now they're back on. Whereas Crawley, in their last six, they've had three wins and three losses. So, you know, they're not anywhere near the bottom of the table, you know, in terms of where we expected them to be. Um, but they, um, you know, that they're, they're kind of inconsistent at the moment. Uh, Crawley finished the game with 10 men. So Williams was sent off, the so last 20 minutes, they uh, Williams was sent off in the 68th minute for a second yellow, so a foul and then a descent. And one of the things I was reading today was that there's been this season an 88% increase in yellow cards that have been given for descent. But it's also because the players and I guess the um, support staff as well and, and managers and coaches know that referees are being much tougher on it. It's also led to a massive reduction in players confronting referees and that mm -hmm. kind of mass piling that you see from players as well. Uh, but yeah, 88% increase in yellow cards for descent. Have you seen Man City? Obviously, I know it's not League Two, but they've been fined £120,000 today be because of their players surrounding the referee. Right, the, the thing with Haaland after and the yeah, yeah. which I, I actually I think I mentioned it the other week about the the Spanish referee I think it was that used his spray for the wall. No, I didn't hear that. You not heard? Oh, it's incredible, and I think this should happen. So the referee uh -huh. blew. He blew for something. He needed mm. to check VAR, and because the players were all coming over to scream at him, and they said he literally bent down and sprayed a line on the floor and just said, "Cross that line, you booked," and just walked away. Oh, and I was wow. like, that is what the referees should be doing. Spray, <laughs> spray the floor and say, both captains, step across that line, come here. The rest of you stay behind. And then you just, they, what they're going to do? Because it seems to be, it's like an invisible force field that they're then scared to yeah. cross. Um, when you started talking, though, I did think you meant like pepper spray. And he just no, like no, sprayed no. them in their eyes. <laughs> I'd, I'd be all in for that as well. But no, no, the... Uh, <laughs> The, the 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 spray for the free kicks and and things like that. He just put a line yeah, put a line on the fun. floor, and I I really like that idea. Um, yeah. and it basically made it so that he could go to the monitor, do his check, speak to his assistant, speak to the VAR, and and then make a decision based on that. And I I I was watching, thinking that is so clever. Like if I was a referee and and, and I needed to, I'd pull the ref, the uh, the captains away. I'd draw a line. Captains mm. come this way. The rest of you stay there. Yeah. Cross that line. You and that's one of those new rules that they're, you know, when they were talking about Simbins and stuff the other week, that was another one that it would only be captains that were allowed to approach yeah. the referee. Yeah. Um, yeah, but back to Crawley and Mansfield briefly. Um, I don't think the scoreline necessarily reflects the game. I think uh, Crawley were probably unlucky. Will Wright, uh, Gordon as well in the second half, both unlucky and lucky not to score. But one thing I thought was interesting um, was Scott Lindsay talking about how he's having so much more fun at Crawley, turning fortunes around. And I guess it kind of comes into what he, he'd said in that press conference at the beginning of the season. No one's really expecting anything from us. And it's similar to Pete Wilde. And I think yeah. Barrow, we're probably at the point now where it's not the case anymore. But, you know, just quietly going about our business. And, you know, if we if we get a win, that's great. But no one's really expecting us to. So, yeah, no, I, uh, I still I like what Scotland's he's done. And he's, he's going under the radar. And we had this conversation about Wagme last week. And are the fans now going to have to kind of say, do you know what? Fair enough, because yeah, Wagme, well, they've listened, haven't they? Wagme listened. Yeah. People mourn and say that they didn't care about the fans, but they've they've done nothing since February, since well, since the end of January when Lindsay came in, and they've just gone quiet and left. <laughs> the fans will be complaining soon that that they've not heard anything. Well, they, they have been, they have been, they've been kicking off when it came to statements about the Matthew Weatherington thing. But right. no, I, I think do you know what they've. They've done what the fans asked. They wanted them to be quiet. They wanted the manager to manage, and that's what's happening. So, no fair play. Um, what about Mansfield? I mean, it's 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 not an easy place to go and get a win, and they're uh, starting to bounce back after that dip in form. Those losses. Yeah, they've got Sutton at the weekend, haven't they? So it'll be interesting to see what happens there because Sutton. I mean, a lot of people have talked about. Uh, 
County scoreline being a response to the older shot, very kind of embarrassing, high profile FA Cup exit. And it'll be interesting to see how Sutton responds in the same way. I think I honestly, if I was a Mansfield fan, I, I wouldn't be too concerned. I think they've got somewhat bigger problems. Yeah. Um, but you know, people had talked about Luke Armstrong going to uh, to Mansfield, which obviously, as of today, isn't happening. We'll talk yeah. about that when we get to Harrogate. Uh, but, yeah, I think Mansfield are solid. They're doing what we said they needed to do all along. Those draws weren't enough. They needed to get the wins. And yeah. they've, uh, they're have they still comfortably up there. They've got two games. That, they're seven points off Stockport, but with two games in hand. So if they can convert both of those, then they're they're sitting pretty. So they're in a they're in a great position at the moment. Yeah, no, I I'm glad that they've kind of stopped trying to protect draws because it it just winds me up does that because three draws is is no better than a, a win and two losses. Yeah. yeah. So your and fans would rather see you try and win games. Yeah, and they need the, they're going to need the goal difference as well. Uh, this goal, this uh, league, as I've said every bloody week, is so tight. And what they have got at the moment is a plus 19 goal difference, which I think is the second best in the league. Um, that's important. You saw at the weekend Barrow and Wrexham, even though Wrexham won, they actually dropped in the table because of the goal difference. So it's going to be increasingly important, but they are in a very good position versus Barrow on plus 14, Wrexham on 12 and Crew yeah. on 11. No, it's, um, it's an interesting look at the table, but we will come on that soon. Um, speaking so, of Crew. So, speaking of Crew. Oh, it was infuriating. Even just to watch the highlights, this was infuriating <laughs> because being brutally honest, Crew didn't... Crew, Crew didn't win that game because of their goalkeeper. He made a couple of mistakes that led to two out of the three goals. Um, but for, for me, if you're going to do anything, if you are going to, especially as a Crew fan this season, you know what Crew are capable of. You know that they're no. going to turn it on and they're going to try and go until the very last minute of the game. Yeah. Why leave early? And the thing that wound me up, and look, a, a random game against Accrington Stanley, middle of the season, salvaging a last-minute draw isn't warranted for a pitch invasion, in my opinion. But mm -hmm. there were grown adults on that pitch when that when that equaliser went in. And there was even people who had left early coming, running back out of the concourse onto the pitch and celebrating with the players. And it's like, you guys left. You've gone. So what You've was the timeline? So at 85 uh, yeah. minutes, they were 2-1 up. Yeah. And then yeah. Wood scored for Stanley in the 87th minute to take it to 2-0. Yeah. And then and again, what, then and, and because... no, I think people left when Accrington's third went in, which was the 96th minute, right? Because they were okay. still in the concourse, right? They'd obviously not gone far, they were still in the concourse, so they were still within uh, like running distance. But obviously, uh, crew being crew went up the other end and and Nevitt banged in a, a 98th minute equalizer, and yeah, they've been doing they, all season. All season, if you had to predict the last, it's like last year with Stevenage when Stevenage did it. Yeah, if you had to predict a team a to score, well. yeah, if you had to predict a team to get a last minute goal, it's crew this season. Um, yeah, crew went down to 10 men. Um, I don't think it was a red, I, I found it a bit baffling. Mm. It was for me, it was a 50 50. Both players flew in, but yeah, no, he uh, offered was off. We like it. He was sent okay. off, and it was a straight red as well. So, but he, he, yeah, there weren't really many complaints from the even the Accrington players right. that showed that it was a, it was a a red card. But you know, three all, it's a cracking result. Like in terms of if you're a neutral, it's a great, 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 great game yeah. to watch. So, no, look, crew do crew things. We've got them coming up in a couple of weeks, and. New Year's mm -hmm. Day, I believe it is. I'm, I'm not looking forward to that one. Um, never look forward to, to crew with a game. I always like the away day, but never the game. Oh, no, it's a shit away day. It's the worst food. Oh, no, I like it. And that nice little chip shop that's across the road's closed as well. What? Yeah. Oh, well, it's a shit away day. <laughs> if that's the case. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and that's Accrington now in ninth and Crew mm. in fifth. Two teams that's that we didn't it. expect to be in either of those positions. Yeah. But here we are. It happens. Shit happens. Speaking of teams that we didn't expect to be in positions, <coughs> what happened at Doncaster? <laughs> what, well, what, what did happen at Doncaster? Um, so Morecambe played Stockport in the last round of the league games and won at uh, one, <laughs> drew one all. It was shit conditions, but they had a really, really simple game plan, and that was to get people behind the ball and um, catch us on the counter. And it looks that that's exactly what they did um, against Donny and just kept doing it. So um, Morecambe had gone five games without a win. Uh, they'd got one point from the previous 15. So this is not a team. And we've said this before. I mean, they all season they've been like a rat circling around the playoffs in what looked a bit like a false position because it seemed to be more based on what other people were doing rather than what they were doing. They were just kind of quietly carrying on. Um, but, yeah, Donny, again, had better possession, but just really, really struggled to uh, take advantage of it and were just caught on the break. So that takes Morecambe back to a point off playoffs. Um, Donny are struggling with injuries. I'm sure that you got a... Uh, a significant rundown of Donny's woes on the 606 last night. But the the goals from Morecambe were kind of it was one one nil at half time. Uh, no two nil at half time rather. Um and then Michael Mellon who scored against Stockport he got two one in the 97th minute and mm -hmm. uh, went off injured. So it's nice to see that he's back because he's been brilliant for Morecambe yeah. like one of their kind of really stand up plays and Tonda uh, scored as well he was uh, he was good against us so um yeah so then the off the pitch stuff Morecambe today have been um well Morecambe and Jason Whittingham who's the owner have been charged under EFL regulations. So we talked about EFL regulations and breaches thereof about Swindon last week. So this is another week, another club. Um, Morgan didn't pay their staff in, I think it was March this year. And what happened as a consequence of that was they were put under this agreed decision where every month, uh, Whittingham had to put 125% of the club turnover in a separate account that was um, audited and what have you so that the wages could all come out of that. In August, he did that. But then in September, he used those funds and then failed to redeposit the money. So the EFL are all over this. So they yeah. say to him, you need to put the money back in. He did not do that. Um, and so the charges are against him personally, but then also against the club for failing to meet that deposit account requirements. But so what's, what's kind of officially been reported now is that, you know, it goes off to an independent review panel and they decide what's going to happen. And there'll be um, an adjudication in the same way that we're waiting for one with Swindon. The difference with, uh, with uh, Morecambe is that because of that first breach in March, which was then kind of reviewed in August, they were given in August a suspended uh, three-point deduction. And it was suspended um, until, you know, either the end, of the, the end of the season came and went, or they failed to pay the wages again, or if they didn't comply with that agreed decision, which is that 125%, mm -hmm. which they really have not complied with. So I think we would expect at a minimum that three-point deduction to kick in, um, and then it will be remains to be seen what else happens. So that's... That, but that's my interpretation of it, based like putting the two together. What's been reported today is just that um, they're in breach of regulations personally and on behalf of the club, and they'll um, it goes to an independent panel. 
they'll drop to 15 <laughs> if they get three points deducted. That's the thing. It makes such a big difference at the moment. It does. Um, Donny fans, rightfully not happy. Uh, I, I asked last night, I think it's an open question. I think it's a, a, a good question. At what point does this become Grant McCann's fault? I, I think this has to be his fault. He's got to put the blame on his shoulders here because you can't make the decisions that he's made and just blame the board. It doesn't work that way. You can't just blame the players. He's he's picking them. He's playing players out of position. He's playing players with not enough experience. Mm. Yes, they've got injuries, but every team's got injuries. Um, and that's down to your manager to show how good he is and whether he can, well, manage. And you know, yeah. it, look, if it was anyone else, they'd be kicking and screaming for him to leave. And speaking of the board at Donny, the other piece mm. of news that's come out today is that Terry Bramall's uh, yeah. back as chairman um, taking over from Brunt. So I don't think we would expect to see massive wholesale changes quickly but you know sometimes you have quiet chairmen sometimes you have ones that are a bit more vocal and you know are very transparent about what they want to do and i think by all accounts terry bramwell's one of those so yeah be interesting to see people are quite happy that blunt has stepped down but is bramwell going to give you what you're looking for i i don't know i don't know what's it's going to happen with Donny over the next sort of six to 12 months. But if they don't pull things around on the pitch, they could end up being in trouble. Similar with Swindon, could look like they, they, they could yeah. end up in trouble. Yeah. Yep, yep. Is Swindon next? That would have been a beautiful segue. No, no. no it's not. Gillian Bradford. Gillian Bradford. Oh. So, part of the 10 goals of the weekend. Um, no, do you know what? Right. It, 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 okay. it wasn't a two-nil game, in my opinion. It was a very, very even game. Okay. We took our chances. Um, the, the the best part for me was that Johnny Williams didn't have a single shot or tackle in the entire <laughs> game. He was subbed off after seventy-two minutes, I think it was, and he just wasn't. He was subbed off for hours as well. But they just they just had nothing about them. There was nothing mm -hmm. that Gillingham brought to that game that made me think there's a team here. Um, you know, Andy Cook did, and Andy Cook answered the question of why do teams lay someone down behind the wall on a free kick? He answered it because he smashed it underneath the wall when the wall jumped. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. So, so good. Um, and then I did my usual, what I usually do for Whitfield is as soon as he scored it, I sent him a text saying, get in as if he was going to reply <laughs> without thinking he's still on the pitch. Um, yeah, Andy Cook and Jamie Walker. And looks like we're going to add Jake Young to that front line in just over a week's time, which is, yeah, it's not a bad problem to have. Over um, a week? Well, yeah, just have a bit yeah, of New Year's. Yeah, it's at the end of the year, my love. Yeah, it's fine, just, just over a week. Look, don't piss on my parade. Just over a week. <laughs> you can't take our goals and then... I didn't take your goals, I've just not elaborated. Yeah. But no, it, do you know what? It's a long way to go. It's nice to come away with, with three points there, so I, I'll absolutely take it, especially when, like I said earlier, five wins on the bounce now, no goals conceded in the last four. Um, Graham how Alexander have, scores playing. How have the very reasonable, level-headed Bradford fan base um, converted that disdain for Harry Lewis into exuberant praise they only care about how harry lewis if we concede right and the that's all it is yeah the, 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 there's, there's no i don't say that i wouldn't say there's disdain for harry lewis i'd just say that if we if we concede a goal and don't win it's all lewis's fault or yeah. andy cook's fault um yeah. you know but i feel like for some fans we're at a point where if andy cook went on friday night at doncaster and scored a hat trick some people would ask why he'd not scored for <laughs> or why he hadn't done it the week before? Yeah, or why? Yeah, why he's not been doing it all along? Um, <laughs> but no, I'll I'll take it. I'll take a two 0 win. It was comfortable. It was nice to see. Um, yeah, Gillingham never really offered anything, but five on the bounce, the Bantams march on onto the playoffs. Do they march on, or do they like strut on? We march. We march on. Never Alexander, seen much Ale Graham Alexander sounds like an army drill sergeant, so we march. <laughs> he, do, he tells us what to do. Um, but the next mm. game, I know we get to talk about some breaking news as well. 
breaking news well it's not really it was breaking at nine o'clock this morning whoever was yeah. at carlisle was uh had set their social media done their scheduling um which is ironic given the reason that he is available to go is because someone didn't do something on time yeah um, and I've also realised that this actually was the upset of the weekend. And I don't think anyone would have necessarily predicted Harrogate beating Notts County 3-1. Although this is uh, six out of eight, I think. Yeah, they've lo- this is Notts County now losing six of their last eight games. Yeah, and Harrogate's seven seven game run without a home win. So yeah. Notts County were very Notts County. They had a lot of the possession, but most of that was in their own half, passing back to Stone to the extent that the fans were like cheering sarcastically uh, every time it happened. The and and when I say that they had a lot of possession, they had nearly 70%, 66% of the possession. And James's goal was one of those incredible free kicks towards the end. But like literally a minute later, Matty Daly scored Harrogate's third with a little bit of a back heeled flick. Um, Not a fan of my what the fans have said is it was very much like watching a Harrogate of a few years ago at the like the playoffs at Wembley. Mm-hmm. They have this like break quickly, move the ball and have a go, which we you don't really see from them. Um, and I think it was Notts County that they beat at Wembley. Yeah. Notts County, in common with lots of other teams, are struggling with injuries at the moment. They're one of the ones kind of limping through. Lewis Macari, I love that he's called Lewis because, like, growing up around here, it's always Lou Macari. My, my, yeah. I've talked about my uncles, uh, you know, going to Lou Macari's chip shop at near Old Trafford. Um, so Lewis Macari, who was uh, Lou Macari's grandson, I think. Um, has now signed on a permanent deal from Stoke until 26-27, which he's only 21, bless him. So um, he's played 10 games. like 600 years then. I know, like, it feels like... 2627. I looked at it, I was like, oh, so is that... But presumably it's three years. He was at Dundalk last season and uh, and did really well. And it was a, a loan until January. So it's just been signed a little bit early. Uh, yeah. And he was brought in to replace uh, Bajami when he did his knee against Lincoln in the FL Cup, I think. Um, but the other side of that is Luke Armstrong uh, has completed his signing to Carlisle. Mm-hmm. What they've done well is he uh, successfully completed his medical, I assume at some point over the weekend, but they didn't announce it this morning. So the signing completes on the 1st of January, but he's actually already left Harrogate and is training at Carlisle, which it's smart. Um, You know, he's not been really a fundamental part of the Harrogate team at all. Um, So, yeah, good luck to him, I think. Carlisle, the Carlisle fans are delighted. They see it as the, the is it the pa- Pariax, Partiax, the Americans, the Carlisle Americans, um, as you know, strengthening the team that Simpson can sign proper players and they can pay proper wages and proper signing fees. But yeah. you know, an interesting destination for him i mean he doesn't have to be like i don't think he's moving someone said he's got his own business so the locality is important to him but you know when we talk about or think back to some of the names and clubs that he was associated with in the summer yeah carlisle is not um a natural and not necessarily the level that we would have expected for him no no, and I, and I don't think he's a League One player yet. So, well, he's not played since. I mean, he, he did play. He played against you, didn't he? And then had a good few weeks off. I think he was on the. Was he on the bench against us? There were weeks and weeks where he played just didn't feature at all. Yeah. Um. So, but presumably he's been training, and and good luck to him. I hope it's 
hope it's a good move because it was a really shit situation what happened and he was just the the pawn in the middle of it and yeah he, he's the one that was left to suffer yeah yeah so shall we have an advert break let's do it hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, right. What is next? MK Dons and Forest Green. Oh, with um, what's it, Williamson, who doesn't care about the league table? Williamson, who doesn't care about the league table. Um, do you know what? This was a typical Forest Green game. They turned up for the game, and that's where all efforts stopped. They made an effort to get there. They, they never looked like they were going to get anything out of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean and Jack Payne both scored for MK within like a 14-minute window in the first half, and then the game just <laughs> sort of died out into nothing. There was there was just absolutely nothing for the second half, especially. Um, Troy Deeney missed um, essentially a free shot on goal. Don't want to say an, an open goal because there were defenders there, but he, he didn't even get on target. He just smashed it mm-hmm. wide. Uh, I never thought, and I bet Troy Troy Deeney never thought that he would be seeing himself go from the pinnacle to dropping out of the EFL potentially. Um, mm. But no, no, there's just absolutely nothing about what they did um, gave me any confidence whatsoever. They were outplayed on every single stat. Uh they just didn't look like a good team at all. Mm. And January is going to be huge for them. Yeah, because the, um, the supercomputer's been updated today or yeah. yesterday. And that has them finishing 21st with 41 points. They're wow. on 14 or 15, I think, at the moment. 15. So, mm. um, I know, but Dale Vince has said very publicly that he is going to invest heavily yeah. in the squad in January. So be interesting to. to see. They, they can't they afford to go there. down. No. No. Not, not with the ground renovations that they are planning. Yeah. Um, but no, from an MK Don's perspective, MK will be happy. They're continuing to, to sort of plod along. Williamson's got his feet under the table now. So we've got quite a quite a good-looking MK on side at the minute. It's, what's that, unbeaten in five? Uh, three wins, two draws. So, yeah, I uh, I think that I'd be very, very happy if I was them. And they've potentially got, well, it's unlikely, but they've got either Dan Kemp coming back or they've got money for Dan Kemp coming yeah. in in January, which is probably more likely. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think he plays at MK. I think he ends up at Bradford. I don't mm. genuinely, but I wouldn't be surprised. It'd be mm. nice. It'd be, a, it'd be a, um, a very savvy investment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Newport Grimsby, mm. David Artel's Black and White Army. Uh, one all, goalless at half time. Um, a goal for Omar Bogle, who must be really creeping up that goal scoring table. Um, in the seven sec- second minute, obviously, ex Grimsby, he was there for a good two or three years, I think. Um, and then Rose equalised in the 78th for Grimsby. 
Newport were very much the better of the two sides, but like Donny, just really struggled to um, to capitalise on them. And, you know, again, when you look at the form and the uh, league positions, it's probably a fair result. It's 17th place, 18th. Uh, Graham Coughlin makes me laugh, though. In his post-match, he's talking about how his brief was to effectively stay up and survive the season. Whereas now he's decided that he wants more than that. And he was hinting at kind of what he was going to do in the transfer window. They've got obviously got new owners uh, coming in. They're going through that kind of due diligence process at the moment. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's nice to see someone with a bit of optimism and maybe punching above their weight a little bit in terms of expectations in Newport. But I think that. That win against Stockport was a massive confidence boost for them. You're on mute. <laughs> that was so that I could eat without making noise and because I wouldn't sneeze. Um, but no, no, Grim Grimsby have also got the uh, the Dave Attell factor still flying high. So mm -hmm. um, hopefully get down to a game there soon and see what, see what all the yeah. crack's about. Um, oh, yeah, and the away food at Grimsby's mega. Mm -hmm. Oh, you wouldn't be. It wouldn't be in the away end, though, would we? No, but I've been. Yeah. I've been before. Um, next game: Salford and Wimbledon. I think that honestly, the less said, the better. Um, oh, Salford fans said last night on the, and the Wimbledon fans said the same on the six or six. They could still be playing now. Oh, it it so would still bad. be nil nil. Um, oh. No attacking threat. No quality. They just didn't. They said that if 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 Al Hamadi had had anything about him yesterday, they'd have won three or four. Oh, I heard he him say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, I don't know what's going on at Salford. I know they've got a lot of injuries a game, but yeah. I know we criticise them for being trigger happy on managers and sacking and things like that, but there's a there's a balance to it. Um, they can't. There is. <laughs> We can't give him a transfer window at this rate. There's no way. No, and and they were talking about there's been rumours about Callum Morrison, hasn't there, from mm -hmm. Falkirk? But yeah. you need money for him. So and they can't divest the load of players because the, the squad strength and depth that they've got at the moment isn't there. No. There's just um, not Yeah. So they should get some money for Odin Bailey though. There's nothing to How suggest. Well, uh, do you know what? I mean, we're we're starting a, a football economics podcast at some point, but I'd love to be able to calculate what Odin Bailey's substitution for three minutes in the Papa John's trophy cost Salford in terms of reducing their bargaining and negotiating power with Stockport where he's online because he can't he can't go and play anywhere else for the next six months yeah. um and he wasn't a great fit at Salford so it's unlikely that even given their kind of situation that they would yeah. want him yeah. back no I, I I agree what's that we get to keep him hopefully keep him. um next game is <laughs> Speaking about the baby, it's the other half. It's the other half of the thing goals between from Bradford and Stockport. <laughs> so, uh, Rank Rosedale, six minutes, 20 minutes. Carl Wooden, 12 minutes. Paddy Madden, 23 minutes, 53 minutes, 93 minutes. Cotterell, 69 minutes, first uh, senior goal for uh, Cotterell. And Tanzo, 86 minutes, eight goals. Eight goals, Liam. It was 4 0 at like 20 minutes in. So, if anything, County uh, threw, threw away the game in the last 15 minutes of the first half because there were no goals, which was very disappointing. Um, but, like, being grounded, it was a good day. Um, I think uh, someone from Litsport Media had said, Can County be stopped? Ab absolutely. Like, it was just a good day. Um, old shot on Wednesday was not a good day. And I think some of that was a response to that. I don't know whether you heard uh, 
like I I don't like confrontation and listening to Charlie's post-match interview talking about how he wasn't um he was angry he's never been angry before he's been frustrated but he's never been angry and oh my god I felt so much for those players in that dressing room after that game and I yeah so I think some of it was that and he was talking about getting bodies in the transfer window and players proving to him that they you know have a role to play in the squad so I think some of it was a response to that um a lot of it was Sutton were really really not good and it was almost like a bit of a training game in that we had space and space that um, Morecambe and Aldershot absolutely hadn't given us you know for the passes for the uh you know having time to with your first touch to turn and uh, and and take it up that it was it was lovely to watch but at the same time you kind of wanted them to have something about them. And and Charlie said afterwards that he felt really sorry for them. Um, he, you know, he, he could put himself in Matt Gray's situation. He knew he knew what it felt like. And 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 Matt Gray said that it was their worst performance in five years. He's never apologized to the supporters, and he did on Saturday. Uh, they've had under him three league wins from the last 32. And so we talk about Neil Wood at Salford. Matt Gray has an awful lot of goodwill in terms of what he has achieved with Sutton, uh, bringing them up from the National League. But questions have got to be asked, right? Like how, how long can you go on like that? They are rock bottom of the league. They've got a game in hand over Forest Green, who are 23rd and a point ahead of them. Uh, they're on a minus 22 goal difference. Uh, County are on a plus 28 goal difference. Yeah. 50 goals between you. It's, you know, I don't... I, yeah, I. there were 94 fans at... Sutton fans at Stockport on Saturday and you know when when you think about Barrow the other week giving refunds to fans after losing 2-1 to was it Eastley or whoever it was Maidstone um it was it, it's that it's fans like that that deserve a refund um so yeah it was we're Six points clear of Barrow and Wrexham, who've got a game in hand. We play Barrow on Boxing Day. Yeah. And then seven points clear of Mansfield, who've got two games in hand, and we play them on New Year's Day. So, something to look forward to. But we go into... Uh, we've never been top of the league at Christmas, which is nice. Um, we... No chickens are being counted. We just need to get to January. And Mac is out now for three months. He's broken his foot. It, yeah. It's just one thing after another. So we are delighted with the position that we're in, but taking absolutely nothing for granted. I genuinely, I, I think Barrow and Mansfield particularly will be really, really tough. We've now got a week off that first weekend. Mm -hmm or second weekend of January, because we were supposed to play Gillingham. That's now been moved to a Tuesday in February. Uh, so that'll be a lovely trip uh, to Gillingham on a Tuesday night. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll be good to have that have that weekend back and not play West Brom on the Sunday and wish Aldershot all the luck with that. Aldershot, interestingly, you talk about responses to to big games and they they lost to Eastleigh. Maybe that's where I've got Eastleigh from uh, on Saturday and at one point we're 5-0 down. So, you know, you, you prepare psychologically for big games, for your next games, and then games like that maybe get a little bit forgotten about. Um, Slip up. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a mood booster, definitely. Mm. Oh, we've got a on Friday as well. 
you have, which is a, another one that is there for the taking. Yes, I think if I Notts County, we said this a few weeks ago, I think Notts County have it sounds really it sounds really cruel and and cynical to say that they've been found out, but their play their style of play is so different, and people have uh, teams and you know all the backroom staff that do all the research know, now know exactly how to kind of counter that if you like. Um, so I don't doubt that that will be any different, but in Notts County, their goal difference is only that uh, stood out three plus three, so they're on 36 points. They've also played 22, so there's only a handful of teams that have played 22 games this season. Um, and they're sitting in sixth, but they've got a little bit of a gap between them and Wimbledon. Um, on 32 points but yeah we'll uh, we'll see what happens for any Notts County I oh, know it's in the courtyard the courtyard's not for away fans it's Christmas in a cup Friday yeah after like it got a starring role in the older shot coverage on Wednesday night with uh, Alex Scott having a having a Christmas dinner in a cup yeah yeah no I, I sent it over to the Bradford Community Foundation and told them to do them so not Stockport County Cups, but just uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be a bit weird. I'll take some over on Boxing Day. Um, yeah, so I'm not necessarily looking forward to Boxing Day. I love Boxing Day football, but I think it's going to be pretty miserable, to be honest. We shall see. But speaking of teams getting found out, Swindon versus Barrow. <laughs> and I said this to the Swindon fans last night. I I believe that Michael Flynn has has kind of won one way of working and what away teams are doing is they are coming there if they can find that chink in the armor they'll just hammer that chink in the armor consistently yeah. so if you if you look at the games where swindon can see three four five goals mm -hmm. they all come all the goals come from a similar side so if they right. found that the left back is an easier target the goals will seem to come down that side um look barrow best defensive record in in the league with 16 goals conceded I'm not sure where they sit in the country, but it's it's definitely a, a very, very, very good start and a testament to Pete Wilde. I mean, you go to the league above, the only team on 16 goals conceded is Portsmouth. Wow. So they're up there. Um, but yeah, no, looking at the game... I, I was surprised. I, so obviously, I um, you know was busy counting yeah. but um it was only one nil at half time wasn't it which yeah, yeah. surprised me i expected it to be really definitive and and maybe that's to your point that they um you know once they worked out how to score they just kept yeah kept doing it and uh yeah so one nil up in the first half key and spend scores um with you know swindon fans said that they were dreadful and they were kind of downplaying the result for Barrow, but I just right. think that that's ridiculous. Like, it was a great goal for Barrow, but he's just left completely unmarked on the edge of the area. Everybody's in sort of around the six-yard box. When the ball mm -hmm. gets passed to him, they all charge out, and he just smashes it straight into the bottom corner. Yeah. It's not It's not a bad goal. It's, it's, I actually think it's probably harder to harder to score than miss at that stage because you are mm -hmm. you've got all those bodies running towards you. Um, Sam Foley got the second about 15 minutes into the second half, which was a, a header. Um, and then you had uh James Chester, who has now scored a goal in every league, so he scored a goal in the Premiership, Championship League One, League Two. Um, another header, it was just a free header. Swindon's goalkeeper had an absolute mare on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, he really did. The defense just didn't look good enough at all so barrow move up to second which is great um and then you see swindon drop down to 12th i always look mm -hmm. at swindon because i get a lot of grief from them they're four points ahead of us uh, sorry they're one <laughs> point ahead of us one point ahead oh, of wow. us and we have a game in hand so it, it just i don't know it's it's not good for swindon at this point 
They've got to make changes. Their owners over this week. What's going to change? Is anything going to change this season? Probably not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they didn't look good. Fans fighting amongst themselves in the bars. Um, attendance was down to 6,000-something, which is about 2,000 less than what it usually is. But it's <laughs> happening. It's yeah. happening. Um, my last one's a quick one. Mm. Uh, so, Walsall beats Tranmere. It's Tranmere's first loss since Nigel Atkins was made permanent. And yeah. if you remember, there was there wasn't ever a like a caretaker manager bounce, but there was a permanent manager bounce, even though they were the same person, which was a little bit weird. Um, but it's seventeen away games without a win for Tranmere. Wow. 17. So there's clearly some, you know, voodoo jinxing going on there. Mm-hmm. Um Morris nearly, nearly, nearly equalised in injury time, but for now they stay on 21st. Uh, Walsall have had three games in the last eight days and three wins. Similar picture to other games in that Tranmere had the opportunities and you know, perhaps deserved the draw but just didn't capitalise on it. Mm-hmm. And that's all there is to say that. No change. I've not still not seen any moves for um in terms of anyone potentially coming in to replace Palios. It's the going into 2024 yeah. as as things have been. Can't imagine them doing loads in the transfer window, quite honestly. Um no. and we'll just plodding along. Yeah, Walsall will go back to doing Walsall things very soon, don't worry. Um, yeah, the the supercomputer has them finishing 15th. And actually, the supercomputer has Tranmere Rovers finishing dead bottom mm-hmm. on 31 points. And they are currently on... 21. 21. So 10 more points for the rest of the season, which I don't know... I think it's probably harsh. I mean, the, the supercomputer at this time of the season, you can kind of look at it and be like, yeah, you know what? It's it's there or thereabouts. I don't, I think it's it's too early and there's so much fluctuation. They've got Notts County dropping down to 10th, but Barrow in 8th, I can't see that. No, I can't either. Um, and I but hope it's, it's got great. well, yeah, because it's got Bradford finishing well, around fifth actually. Okay. Yeah, Swindon, Swindon 12th, but Colchester and, and Tranmere going down. Speaking of, I'll just have a yeah, <laughs> I know Colchester, Colchester traveled to Wrexham. Um, no surprises that it was a 2-1 win to Wrexham. They, uh, I don't believe they've lost at home in, in a couple of years now in a league game. It's quite, wow. a, quite a long time. Um, Swindon took the, the lead. Sorry, Swindon. I'm used to Swindon. Well, <laughs> Wrexham took the lead early on through through Lee. Um, and not long after that, George Evans got a red card. There's, there's no disputing that it's a red card. It, it's a late challenge. His foot's high. He goes straight in on the ankle of him, and it's it's literally the referee is stood over the top of it, and he just pulls the red card out. Many thought that it was going to be a second yellow because he'd been booked three minutes earlier, but it wasn't. It was a straight red, and rightfully so. Um, Wrexham went 2-1 up. McLean put in a cross, and Mitchell knocked it home for an own goal. McLean celebrated like he'd just scored an absolute worldie. Um, and then in the 89th minute, February. He yeah. uh, got 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 a consolation for Colchester. I, I do think, given given Wrexham's tendency to kind of crumble when a team scores, if that goal had come five minutes earlier, we'd have probably been talking about a draw. Mm, interesting. Um, Walsall, With- sorry, Colchester recalled their goalkeeper from Solihull, Sam Hornby, and uh, oh. apparently it's because the goalkeeper that they had in, he's just nowhere near good enough, and they can't risk. They keep getting injured and having to call on him. Yeah. So well, it's like Accrington. They're on their second emergency keeper. We were talking about yeah. it last week. 
um, really, really struggling. Uh, and Corley last season, they they came out of the, I think with like a few days to go in the transfer window, they had no no keepers. Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh, those, those were the days, weren't they? Um, sending off fair? Absolutely. I mean, it was the second yellow, but it could have been a straight red. It was, you know, it was a straight red. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It went as a straight red. Yes, it was a straight red, and it was deserving to be a straight red. Mm-hmm. It's a horrific challenge. Um, yeah, no, no, an absolute dead cert challenge if I ever saw one. Um, Ryan Reynolds was there. So yeah, I saw the pictures. But no, no, for, for me, that's exactly what Wrexham are kind of good at. That grinding out wins when, even when they're on the back foot. They left it late enough to concede that they didn't concede to. I, I still think if we'd have gone another five, ten minutes, they'd have, they'd have conceded again. Yeah. And this is, we're going back to Wrexham pre-Arthur Oconquo, yeah. where he was he was the difference. And, you know, Stace was saying last week that she saw a massive difference in the defenders in terms of their style of play, more yeah. confident, more relaxed, that it wasn't just on them. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't think he's out for too long because um, with they can wear all sorts of protective uh, facial stuff, can't you? After a after facial surgery, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I don't know. They've got Swindon, haven't they, on Boxing Day? I don't know what else there. What 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 the fixture list list look like looks like otherwise? Yeah, it's um, looking like it could be a sellout as well that game. I'm sure, even with the extra. Uh, Mm-hmm. Allocation. Um, so yeah, well, that's all the games. Yeah. So what's coming up this? Week? So we've got Stockport County play Notts County, another county derby. Um, Bradford, Salford, Crawley, Wimbledon, Croom Barrow. That that'd be an interesting one. These are Friday nights fixtures: yeah. Forest Green and Gillingham. Oh, what could oh, so what could I go to on Saturday? Uh Accrington Stanley Warsaw, Grimsby Harrogate. If Harrogate had been at home, I'd totally gone to Harrogate. Morecambe MK Dons, Sutton Mansfield, Tranmere, Swindon, and Wrexham Newport. So the Welsh, the Welsh Derby, North East South. But it's on TV, isn't it? Nope. Isn't it? But it will be. You know that it will be the featured game on uh, on Safer Score. It'll be broadcast worldwide. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm joking, Ian. You're all right. Yeah. We can finish. We're nearly like if if we finish now really quickly, we're nearly dead on an hour. Um, we do need to talk about, or I can talk about while you cough. Uh, these the podcasts that are going out tonight the Championship League 1, League 2 and National League which is Grant on his own so maybe uh, give that a listen it will be a special edition of the National League podcast they are the last kind of proper normal ones until the new year we're going to do a special Christmassy breakdown on Thursday by which point I may well have broken down if I've not wrapped any presents still. Um, so that's probably what I'll do with my, well, some of my Saturday when I don't have a football game to watch. Um, and then between Christmas and New Year, we'll probably do something similar in terms of a breakdown that pulls everything together uh, because yeah. there's a lot going on. But people have people have got plans like we have and and you have as well for, for sitting and listening to it. It's not um, it's not the same. So you'll have the breakdown to listen to traveling to. I was going to say Boxing Day games, but you can either listen to it on Friday or or, yeah. or Monday. And uh, you like it, guys. Yeah, just there'll be something. There's always something added to Spotify. And if you subscribe to any of the channels, then you'll get um, notifications when new content is added. And you can also follow us on Twitter slash X at LookSportsMedia. Yeah. Are all your prize draws closed now or are there still prizes yeah. to be won? No, this, the prizes haven't been announced yet, but the draws are closed. 
So we've got the Mazala shirt box. So the Mazala designs, and then we've got the mystery shirt box both to be drawn. So we'll be drawing them over the next couple of days and seeing how it goes and seeing who wins it. Oh, it's like you're sending out Christmas presents to people. I know. I'm going to head over to Barrow, I think, tomorrow morning to get the... I was supposed oh, to go yeah. Monday, but they were they were heading down for the... Or I was supposed to go Friday, but they were heading down to the Swindon game Friday early on, so, yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Right, well, um, season's greetings and happy Christmas to everyone, Christmas. anyone who is celebrating. And we shall see you, well, probably on Thursday, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely Thursday. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.